Hello and welcome to the Rivals podcast. We are back for day, I don't even know, seven? Six. I think it's seven. Six, seven, one of those days. Seven, eight, I think it's seven, of the World Cup review. And it was an all right day of games. I think we've had more exciting days of games, but of course Cambridge is here to chat through them with me. Of course I'm here, yeah. Um, yeah, no, it was, it was, yeah, we've had better days, but it was, you know, a, a World Cup group stage day. Yeah, yeah, a World Cup group stage day in a World Cup that is not producing particularly enthralling fixtures as of yet. No. Before we speak about the World Cup, we'll start with some club football. We're recording this the day after the games happened, which is shocking. Um, I know, I can hear the gasps from the listeners. Um but Gary O'Neill has just been confirmed as the Bournemouth manager, which I think we already knew, really. But he's just been absolutely confirmed. There was one bit of the statement that has backfired massively for Bournemouth. Neil Blake, the chief executive, whatever his title is, um, was like, we could see by the reaction in the final game against Everton how loved Gary is. And that like contributed to our decision, blah, blah, blah. That was a paraphrase. It wasn't exactly like that. And Bournemouth fans have kind of gone, no, we were doing that because we were saying goodbye. <laughs> like it's backfired quite a lot. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think, with all due respect to Gary, he was the last possible option. He was the he was the only option for Bournemouth on the left on the table. He was the only option. Um, after the whole Bielsa thing broke down, because I'm sure they'd much rather have Bielsa uh, there for a bit of progression and luring players to the club. But, you know, I mean, we'll see. We'll see. I think we've touched on this several times now. Um, we'll see what he does. We'll see what he does. He hasn't, he's, he's done okay in his time uh, there so far. Um, I think they've only lost, I think they've lost twice, I think. Something uh, like what, that. under Gary O'Neill? Yeah, more than that. Well, they lost four in a row. Was it three in a row or four in a row? Because they lost, there were two weeks in a row, Leeds and Spurs, that they were two 0 yeah. up and then lost the game. That's the one. Yeah. So they've um, they've lost they've lost they've lost games that they should have won. He's literally the last option. That's the only reason he's been signed. Yeah. yeah. Um, unfortunately, and it shows no real progression from Bournemouth going forward. Um, and I think this signing pretty much confirms that they're going back to the championship. Ooh, ooh. I don't know if I'd agree with that. I'd I'd say that. Really? I'd say that. I think I think they've looked at how the team's performing. They've looked at the players they have. They've gone, okay, we can't get a big manager. We can't they're not going to attract anyone with Gary O'Neill in charge. It, the, if it's not this season, if they manage to escape this season, it will ultimately be next season. Oh, okay. I didn't. I, I don't know. I don't know. I think. I think Bournemouth have this season is massive for Bournemouth. When they last got relegated from the Premier League, they had a very like inexperienced crop of players that were trying to make it big. They've now got the likes of Lewis Cook, Jefferson Lerma, Dominic Solanke, Philip Billing, probably Chris Meppham, Neto in goal, uh, maybe even like Ryan Christie as well. That are too big for the Championship. And they will probably leave the club if they go down and then Bournemouth are a bit stuck. Whereas Lerma, Solanke and Billing, especially if they stay up, will probably stay and sign new contracts. And they need to keep hold of them because they're so crucial for that club. And 
I just I hope they stay up. I really do. Well, Slightly I, selfish reason as well. I mean, yeah, being a being a being a Bournemouth lad, I'm not surprised. But being a non-Bournemouth lad, it's just that that signing. I would have if Marcelo Bielsa is coming to your door and saying, "I am willing, but these are my terms." You've just you've just got to give him whatever he wants, because at least then you're telling the fan base and the players that you're trying your best to keep to push the team forward instead of it letting stagnate and stay where it is. Because you're not, we've we've both agreed in the past, you're not going to get any better with Gary O'Neill. You're not going to get any better. You might get slightly better, as in you might move up one or two places from, you know, bottom of the table, slightly outside the relegation zone. But you're not going to compete. You're not, they're not going to compete with Brighton anytime soon, are they? They're not going to no, be no. up there. They're not going to be mid-table anytime soon. And that's the issue. I don't think they'll become they'll become a Brighton, but I do think they can become. I don't. I don't know. I'm trying to think of a comparative club, kind of like a Brentford, maybe that they've become the last couple of years. Like they're kind of a Premier League club. There's a risk they go down, but they will probably just about stay up. I feel like that's the kind of ambition that Bournemouth need to want out of this and next season at a minimum. I mean, we'll see. We'll see. I'm not going to lie. When I finished at uni, I'm not that bothered about <laughs> what they do. But for a selfish reason, I will hope they stay up this and next season at least. Fair. And I, I do like I do like the club. And obviously, I've got to know the club quite well. And they are, you know, it is a nice club. But I don't know. I don't know. An 18-month contract as well, you know, it, it kind of hints that, that he's not going to be. They, the club know he's not going to be there for that long. No, he's the he's the last possible option, and at least this is eighteen months now. Where they, know, I think they they signed the contract knowing they're not going to get great results, um, and I think it's just prolonged their search for a for a proper big manager, well, a bigish manager. Yeah, I don't think they're too wrong there, but. It is what it is. Anyway, on to the World Cup. Some fixtures were played yesterday. I'm not going to lie. I didn't watch that many of them because I was pretty busy yesterday. Um, we'll start with Tunisia, Australia. This finished 1-0 to Australia. I didn't watch this game at all. It's the only game I watched none of, so I can't comment on it that much. Um, pretty boring. Pretty boring game, but uh, it was a good goal from Australia. Well worked. Uh, glancing header into the corner. Well taken. Um and yeah, that just means that Australia will get to stick around in Qatar for a little bit longer. I think they'll, they'll end up going out. Um, I think Denmark and France, who are in their group, are the obvious choices to go through. Um, but yeah, I think, yeah, there's nothing really much to say on that, to be honest. Neither team really deserves to go through. It's not like they both played well against the bigger sides. I think it's, yeah, it's fairly clear cut. Australia played... Denmark next, am I right? Yes. Right, so the winner of that game goes through. The way uh, the table is. Yeah. Yeah, oh, I think so. Okay. Yeah. Well, you never know. I just, I, Denmark have got too much quality in their side. And watching Australia play, it, it just wasn't... It, they didn't look... They didn't look even close to the ability that Denmark played against France. Mm-hmm. Not even a close. Yeah, fair enough. 
We're in the front, moving on Poland, Saudi Arabia. This was a 2-0 win for Poland, but I don't think it was quite as clear-cut as the scoreline suggests. Saudi Arabia did have some very good chances and a penalty, which they managed to completely balls up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, They definitely... It should have been a closer game. It, on paper, it looks like, you know, it looks like it does. But, yeah. The, Saudi Arabia, I think, have been the surprise of the tournament so far. Because I think yeah, people yeah, expect them to just come in, come come in, roll over, you know, take their take their Lamborghinis and go home. Like that's that's literally what I think they people expected them to Rolls do. Rolls Royce, Rolls Royce, not a Lamborghini. Yeah, sorry, Rolls Royce. They get they get a Lamborghini, I think, if they go through to the uh, yeah, probably. But yeah, it was just it was mad. It was mad. It, they they've actually been a massive surprise. They've played well. They've looked they've looked like a decent football team. Um. So yeah, I don't think there'll be any major signings <laughs> from this World Cup. I don't think that any club will actually take a gamble on a Saudi Arabian player. Um, no. They've just played. They've just played well as a team. Yeah, no, I can't disagree with that. They have. They have played well, and you know, it's it's nice to see as well. You know, they're not being completely blown over like Qatar have been. Well, I mean, Qatar put up a bit more of a fight in in their second game, but. Know. Well, no, they did. They did. They put up a bit more of a fight. They at times they looked like a World Cup side, um, but most of the time it, they looked like a host nation that shouldn't really be there. Um, but uh, but yeah, I mean, it's good to see. Obviously, football is the football world is getting a lot smaller, so it's it's good to see teams like Saudi Arabia give teams like Poland, who have been around for a while, you know, a run for their money. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's true, that's true. And I hate to say this because I hate him with a passion, but Chesney in the Poland goal had a very good game and I despise Chesney. He did. He had a very good game. Um, definitely definitely gave Poland the win, I think. If, mm. if Chesney wasn't in that goal, it'd probably a draw is what I'd yeah. probably say. Um, but yeah, at the end of the day, it was just silly, inexperienced mistakes that cost Saudi Arabia that, that loss. Yeah. The, the second goal especially, like... You can't be making mistakes like that at the World Cup. He is literally, they're passing it around the back and he just takes one touch in front of Lewandowski who nicks it away from him and sticks it in the net. Like it's, it's really, really simple stuff. But that's the type of stuff that gets punished by one of the best strikers in the world. Yep, no, absolutely fair enough. Um, right, France against Denmark. I was really split on this game. I could not decide who I wanted to win. I had Hoiberg on one side, I had Lloris on the other. I love them both, even though Lloris is a bit bad. I really couldn't decide who I wanted to win it. France did win it. They left it late. I think 86th minute, the winner. Um, Mbappe with a double. I can't even remember who scored for Denmark. Uh, Christensen scored for Denmark. But a, a, a decent, a decent game. A decent game. Um, my opinion, it should have been two all. Uh, Denmark should have taken the chances that were given to him. I think Braithwaite missed one near post. Should have been a tap-in. Um, but it's it's Braithwaite, so I'm not really surprised they missed it. Um, he play for? He he used to play for Barcelona. I don't know where he is now. I don't know if he's. I've got no idea. I don't know where he's gone. But um, but uh, but yeah, it was an Mbappe special. Two good goals. Is it getting to a point where it's like France are going to win the World Cup? Is it getting to a point like? Is it getting to that yet, or is it? Well, I still think Hugo Lloris is going to let France down. Which hurts me to say, but I hope you're the, right. Huh? I hope you're right. In the World Cup final last in 2018, he had a carrius 
the goal that Croatia scored was one of the worst goals in World Cup final. I can't remember. I don't know if you remember it. But no, it, was, it was literally like Mendy style. Like the ball was yeah. at his feet and he just got closed down. Mm-hmm. He had a carriers that game and got away with it just because they won the game. If yeah. they lose that game, he's not at the same stage of his career he's at now. No. His teammates bailed him out. And he's been solid for Spurs for so many years. But the last few games, he's been awful. And he's had proper huge mistakes in him. He made a big one at the North London derby. I think the last four out of five games, he's made big mistakes. Yeah. I mean, the goals with the exception of the Bournemouth game. But I think France is so good everywhere else. Like you said, they're just going to bail him out. I don't think it matters because they have, they have so much firepower going forward. I mean, it depends who they play because they've got a very weak group. I'd say they probably have the weakest group at the World Cup. I don't know. I don't think we have. No. We no, I don't. I don't think so. I don't think no, so. No, no, no. Netherlands, 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 Netherlands. Netherlands, really? Or Senegal, Qatar. They should easily top that, no? Yeah, but I think people are people are putting more to that. Like, people are seeing that at face value, I think. Because Netherlands historically are a very good team, but this year they they're not they're not they're not a good team. No, I know their average age is about ninety four, but still, like <laughs> their best player is Van Dyke, and he's been tragic for Liverpool this season. Like he's their he's their golden guy, and he's he's not a golden boy anymore, unfortunately. But he's a golden guy, golden gentleman. He's a golden gentleman, and he's been playing woefully. And then they had. Delict, who was supposed to be their actual golden boy, but he's fallen off. Like they've got a bunch of people who were used to be okay, and now they're not great. So I don't, I don't think France win the World Cup. I can't see him winning it. I think it will be Brazil. I really hope it's Brazil, Argentina, or us. And I'm still including us in the conversation <laughs> purely for manifestation. Wow. <laughs> Look, you never know, okay? We drew nil-nil against Scotland in the second game in the Euros and look how that went for us. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. You never know, you never know. Uh, The final game of the day, Argentina-Mexico. The first half of this game, I think, was pretty boring. It was. Um, But then who else to bail them out of a situation? Who else could it be? But then again, like, again... Like all credits, Messi. Yes, he created something out of nothing, and that's what goats do. Yeah. But they didn't look like a World Cup winning side. They didn't. They didn't create anything against a really scrappy Mexico side. They just didn't. Like Di Maria looked average. Like it took a moment of inspiration from Messi to give him a kick up the ass to like go right. Come on, let's actually play now. Like let's go and get another one. And then what? Ten minutes later, they did. Yeah, but then you could technically use that argument for anything. You could say, like, a moment of inspiration from Richarlison meant Brazil won the game. Like, but, like, they should be... They should be They should be looking like France. They should be looking like France. France are breezing through games. Like, yes, they have little bits, like, little moments where it's like, oh, okay, look who could concede here. But France, on the whole, in their first two games, have looked dominant. Like, going forward, they've looked unstoppable. Argentina have just not created in the same way. They just haven't created in the same way. They did it a little bit against Saudi Arabia, but then were offside every time they got through on goal. So that that was pointless. But, I don't know. I, I feel like they're still trying to find their feet, and I think... 
that Saudi Arabia loss really set them back and gave them a real knock in confidence. And I think maybe this game or this win rather might turn it round. Um, but we'll see. I mean, I'm not fully convinced, but I am. I'm a Messi fan, so it was great to see him. You know, score a banger again. You can see how much it meant to him as well. Yeah, like brilliant. he was overjoyed when he scored that goal. It was brilliant. Ronaldo won't be happy with that. Ronaldo, Ronaldo won't be happy. He won't. He won't. Because now, because now the 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 debate switches. Because now Messi has scored in open play now, and a penalty. So Ronaldo's got to step up and score an open play now. Well, you know, that's true. Um, Romero had a shocking first game for Argentina. I think he was much better last night when he got subbed on. Um, so just want to give him a little bit of credit. But. <laughs> Right, let's look back at our predictions, which okay. you know we, we're on. I was I was listening back just just to see it is nil nil. It is nil nil. We have not got a single one. Right, okay, nil nil. So you know I, that's too honest <laughs> because last time we said I was one nil up, but no. and then we said it, and then I I tried to bargain for a one one, but that didn't work. But no, I'm pretty it, sure here it's nil nil nil. Yeah, okay, cool. So Tunisia Australia. You said nil-nil. I said one all, and it was one nil Australia. To be honest, that was that was completely us. We never we never knew. We never knew, do we? With, with games like that, you just don't know. Poland, Saudi Arabia. You said one nil Saudi Arabia. I said one nil Poland. <laughs> it was two nil Poland. Damn it. I think from now I think tomorrow we've just got to do winners losers. No, where's the fun in that? We'll get one eventually. No, we won't. No. <laughs> We won't. We're going to have to team up to get this to get one of these right. We'll get one eventually. Don't worry. France v Denmark. You said 3-0 France. I said 2-1 Denmark. It was 2-1 France. <laughs> <laughs> Argentina, Mexico. We both said Mexico would win that and they didn't. No. So. no. Okay. No, that, 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 hasn't, that hasn't quite gone to plan. How um, how invigorating for our listeners! Look at that. We're still we're still. I don't know how many games have been played, but we're day we're day seven. We haven't got a single. We were like two and a half. Like we've gone all the way through the first lot of matches, and we're halfway through the second lot of matches. Yeah. And we still, and we still haven't, haven't got one right. No. Okay. All right. Um. Right. Today's games: Japan, Costa Rica. I am going to say. Uh, one nil Costa Rica. Oh, are you? Yeah. Are you going to say that? Why? Why are you, why are you going to say that? I feel like I feel like it's going to be a pretty like it's going to be a bit of pretty shambolic goal. Like he's going to try and like scoop it in, but the keeper's just going to touch it yeah. and it's just going to go top corner. So that's what I'd probably say. I'd probably say one nil Costa Rica. Um, in case you hadn't guessed, that game has already happened. Do you want to put a minute on it as well? I'll say 81st minute. He's going to oh, score. You're a genius, you know. And it's going to be uh, K Fuller for Costa Rica. Oh, you are you are a genius, honestly. Yeah. Do you want to predict the substitutions as well? Like, you're on a roll? Um, no, that's, uh, that's too much. I might get a knock on my door from the FBI or something. So I'll probably leave it there. Yeah, um, yeah that, that game has already happened. Uh, we'll speak about it. We'll speak about it this evening or whenever we record this podcast. But... Um, yeah, so we can't predict that one because that has already happened. Um, I'm not letting you. I'm not letting you have that. Um, Belgium, Morocco. Um, this one hasn't happened, by the way. This one hasn't happened. We are currently six minutes in uh, at the time of recording, and it's still nil nil. So I'm going to say, uh, I'm going to say two one Belgium. I was going to say two nil. 
So quick, uh, quick touch on Belgium. Actually, did you hear what Kevin De Bruyne said? I think it was taken a little bit out of context by the journalist who said it. Um, who, uh, who wrote, wrote it? The um, no chance we're too old. Quote. Yeah, I think yeah. it was taken a little bit out of context. Probably. Um, I think it was like sarcastic, like "Oh no, we can't win. We're too old." The kind of that, that sort of tone. But mm. um, but yeah, interesting if he's uh, actually being serious. Yeah, I mean, I I imagine it was taken out of context yeah. given how journalism works, but. You know, it's a headline at the end of the day. Yeah, it is. Um, Croatia v Canada. Um, two nil Canada. Oh, really? Yeah. Hello. I was actually very surprised and very happy to see how Canada played in their opener. I thought they played brilliantly, and they deserved. I think they deserved to win against Belgium. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, they did. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm going to say two nil, and they. I, I reckon. I actually think they'll go through. I genuinely think they'll beat Croatia. It's to not go impossible. Through. It's not impossible. They played bloody well against Belgium. Because Croatia, I think. I think this is like the young World Cup. I think all the older teams with older players are going to really struggle deeper into the tournament, just because not even mm-hmm. like the skill aspect, but the physical aspect. Because obviously the heat. And the fatigue and playing that many games in such a short period of time in that heat, I think is going to take a toll on teams like Croatia, who have like older centerpieces. So I'm going to say, yeah, 2-0 Canada. My, oh, God, he dropped his pen. Dropped my pen right at the wrong time, right as you stopped talking. Christ. Shocking. Um, did I say mine? No, you didn't. Oh, one all is the one I've written down for that. Cough. You're boring today. Jesus, wept. Sorry. You know, well, I didn't even one right. You should have said one nil Japan or something, just to mix it up a little bit. <laughs> just to be a bit controversial, Dan. Like, yeah. like a penalty shootout, and I'm in goal, yeah. and I've just walked off and <laughs> let you score. Right. Anyway, moving on. Spain Germany. That's the a game, game and a half. The game of the day. <sighs> this is this is difficult because if well, if Germany lose, they're out, aren't they? Yep. For the second World Cup in a row. <laughs> and just to point out as well, when we made these predictions, my negative surprise of the tournament was Germany. Was Germany. And my started. surprise of the tournament was Spain. So I've got to stick with Spain. I'm going um, 3-1. 3-1, okay. 3-1, 3-0. Wow. Yeah, not boring anymore, huh? Can you tell this is a British podcast? Can they? Can, they, can you tell? You say can that. You say that. There's not too much bias because we have said we'd take Tuchel as the England manager. Yeah, to be fair. And there you go. I absolutely would. There you go, Germany. We we take one year. Gareth Southgate. I'm sick of Gareth Southgate. I'm not gonna lie. Get him out. Yeah, he's um, he's. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe Gary O'Neill, England manager. Okay, stop. stop. <laughs> I, I would like Poch or Tuchel. Either one, couldn't care less. Tuchel's probably better, but my emotional attachment to Pochettino would make me very happy. Or Bielsa? <laughs> no. Have a, no. Have a Fabio Capello 2.0? No? No, he would leak far too many goals in the defence of Harry Maguire and John Stones. <laughs> oh, God. That defence would have so many holes. Every in. game would be about 14 all. Yeah. Play. yeah would. Um. But yeah, that was pretty rapid fire. Anything else to to add to that one? No, that's it. See you later, Germany. You're crashing out of the World Cup for the second year in a row. 
We will see. We will see. Right, we will revisit these tomorrow when we look back on the games. But uh, yeah, it's still nil-nil in that game that's being played now, right? Yeah. It is indeed, yeah. It is. Right. Thank you for listening. Cheers, Cambridge. See you later. Listen to you soon. Goodbye.